Hey friends, Rich here from the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, I know that you want your church to grow. I'm assuming that's why you're listening to this podcast. You want to grow yourself as a leader and you're hoping that has a trickle-down impact into your community. Listen, can I just have a little bit of honest talk here? We see time and again that the fastest growing churches in the country, they have invested disproportionately in developing leaders. They have a proven strategy for going out of their way to ensure that people who move from being new here to being an attender, then from attender to get plugged into something, and then from leading something to ultimately leading leaders and then leading systems, they have a leadership pathway. Now you might be asking, how can you develop your leadership pathway? Have, have you ever wondered what can you do to kind of kickstart your volunteer training, this is the time of year that you need to double down on volunteer training. This is the time of year that your church and my church need to spend more extra time, effort, and energy on that. Well, Ministry Grid, our friends at Ministry Grid make this so simple. They have a proven pathway that you can jump onto to develop every leader, every volunteer in your church. With a library of over 3,500 videos and 850 courses, that's incredible, you will find every training area that you need for your ministry, every leadership level from volunteers to leaders to ministry leaders. Listen, I want you to check this out. Ministry Grid's scope and sequence of training is ready to go and makes it easy to know who needs what training. Uh, And plus you can take their training and customize it yourself with your own videos, PDFs, YouTube videos, and more. To get unlimited access to Ministry Grid for only $597. Go to ministrygrid.com forward slash unseminary. That's ministrygrid.com forward slash unseminary. Now, enjoy today's podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to turn in, to tune in, not just turn in, but also tune in today. Uh, you're going to be rewarded. I am super excited about today's conversation. Uh, we've got a great executive pastor from a fast-growing church that's got some great dynamics that I want you to lean in and learn from today. We have got Pastor Joey Salazar. He is the executive pastor at a great church called Journey Church uh, there in Winter Park, Florida. Uh, welcome to the show, Joey. Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Why don't we start with kind of telling us a little bit of the story, give us a flavor for a journey, tell us kind of what's going on, give us a sense of the church. Yeah, definitely. So our lead pastors, about four years ago, uh, Lord began to stir up in their hearts the dream of planning a church that would make Jesus accessible to everyone. And um, after much preparation and meeting with Uh, individuals and building a a core team. Uh, We launched Journey Church about three years ago and here in Winter Park, Florida. Uh, We are, we launched in a high school auditorium where we currently still meet at. We have two services every Sunday. And uh, when you come to Journey Church, uh, I really, not just because I go there, but uh, I really just think it's one of the greatest churches you can ever walk into because of just the atmosphere. The moment you even drive up into the parking lot, you know, you're going to be greeted, uh, huge smiles. Uh, once you walk into the courtyard, our team is there to serve you, whether it's guiding you and your family and the kids to the kids area um, or, you know, walking you into the auditorium where you can pick up your coffee and go in and hear some 
incredible worship music, uh, some of the latest songs, and and then hear just an incredible message. And not for nothing, but just we've been so gifted by our, our, our communicators here at the church that uh, we make it really intentional so that whether you grew up in church or whether it's your first time in a long time, uh, no one's going to judge you and you're going to be able to understand the word. It's going to be applicable to your Monday. And then uh, we like to walk with people too. And so it's not just uh, high and by, or it's just what we can get from you. It's what we can do for you. And so mm-hmm. we like to walk with people, whether you just gave your heart to Jesus, whether you're getting baptized, whether you're wanting to join the team or serve in leadership. And so uh, it's just a great place for everybody, multicultural, multi-generational, and uh, it's just a blessing to have. Love it. So good. Now, your church has been flagged as one of the fastest growing churches in the country. And uh, and I'd love to kind of open the hood, look under the hood, dig around there a little bit, see what we can apply to you know folks that are listening in today. I, I'm sure you've had people ask you, hey, kind of what is the secret to Journey's growth? What kind of, what is God using? How, you know, what is it that you're seeing um, kind of be effective? What would be, a, you know, a few of those things that would kind of jump to mind when you think about that? Yeah, definitely. And by no, by no means do we feel like we're the experts or we have it all figured out every week. We're making tweaks every week. We're, we're just trying to get a little bit better. Uh, but some of the things that we definitely can point to, uh, I've kind of narrowed it down to four things in particular. But the first thing I would mention is that we are a praying church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a church that is you know, fully dependent on the Spirit of God. Um, very few meetings even begin without prayer. Uh, twice mm-hmm. a year, we have 21 days of, of prayer as a church. Uh, mm-hmm. Once a year, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. That usually happens in January. And uh, it's our way of just letting letting God know, letting our church know that, hey, uh, nothing, none of this is possible without him. This is We do this for him, and it's all about him. Uh, we even have a prayer team on on this on the auditorium. In the auditorium, it's going to be on stage, but behind the stage, yeah, if you can imagine that with me, and it's a prayer team. And uh, during every service, there is there's a group of people praying uh, before, during, and after just for what God is doing, uh, even through the service. And although they are unseen, you wouldn't even know that they were there unless you were on the team. Um, but I, we really believe that those prayers are felt in the auditorium, in the worship, even in the parking. Just there's something special, something powerful about prayer. And so uh, we're definitely a praying, a praying church. Yeah, I love that. Just before we move on, uh, so I think a lot of churches would say, like, "Oh, yes, we, you know, we are a praying church." But I love that you're actioning that. You're actually saying, "Hey, here are a few things we're doing." I love the idea of a prayer team um, on a Sunday morning, you know, engaging actively. You also mentioned kind of the 21 days of prayer that you do a couple times a year. Could you unpack that a little bit? Tell us a little bit more about that. Maybe what does that process look like? What are some things you've learned about doing that over the years, over the last few years? You know, what have you tweaked and changed? That sort of thing. Sure, definitely. So we do uh, every January, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And in the month of August, you know, we do 21, uh, 21 uh, days of uh, prayer. And during these 21 days, we provide our church resources, whether they're through our website or through an actual booklet or journal that uh, helps, you know, helps uh, them prepare and uh, everybody, you know, participate at their level of commitment or whatever they can do at the time. Um, throughout these days, we usually have a prayer focus. 
where we ahead of time select either Bible verses or the specific things that we're praying for as a church collectively. And uh, we'll, we'll make those known, whether through our website, uh, in through print material, or Instagram or, or social media. And so for 21 days, we're praying as, you know, as a church at a specific time. And then on for those three Wednesdays, that uh, the, for, the, for those three weeks, we get together for one hour of prayer. And this is something really cool because although we don't have uh, our own building and we're not able mm-hmm. to be at the high school throughout the week or in the, in the middle of the week, uh, we've been gifted to have a great connection with a nearby uh, university or college rather, and it's called Rollins College. And um, they have, they've allowed us to use their chapel beautiful, mm. beautiful chapel uh, the, right oh, there in the cool. middle of the campus. And so it's become now what we do. I wouldn't know, I don't know if you say tradition, but we've been doing it for several times now where for those yeah. three Wednesdays from seven to eight, we're going to be meeting on the university, on the campus, and um, we're able to pray. And so we, we put up a couple of signs kind of pointing, pray, you know, letting people know, hey, prayer is going to be happening here at this time. And uh, so not only is it for our church, but it's even an outreach opportunity because now students and staff are just kind of walking by, you know, they get to walk into this space and this is their, you know, this opportunity for them to receive Jesus as well. And so um, it's been great. It's been really, really good. There's just practically, it's an hour and we commit to that hour only. Uh, We're not going to add to it. There's a brief welcome. Uh, there is a brief five minute message, an encouraging word, anything on prayer, fasting or mm. experience. Oh, that's like cool. that. mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the time, it's pretty much just an acoustic set by our worship team. And they're just leading songs uh, and they're just, you know, leading different, different worship songs. And then we kind of give everybody opportunity to either, you know, pray there at their seats. They can stand and walk. They kind of do whatever they want to do. And then the last mm-hmm five minutes we come together and pray collectively and it's it's probably it's one of our most favorite things to do as a church too uh just because uh, it's something outside of our normal venue and it's a special time we get to see each other more frequently yeah i love that and just to highlight for folks that are listening in i think sometimes if we're a portable church we can let the fact that we're portable hold us back from this sort of thing and the two things i just want to underline that i love is how you're using social media all kinds of kind of digital assets to get out to your people to really be present for them and with them through this process and then finding you know another venue that you could do like a midweek check-in uh, prayer experience a prayer uh meeting that actually has prayer in it which is great and uh, just love that. I think that's a great thing. And, and we shouldn't be held back by the fact that we're, um, you know, portable. In fact, I love that you've come up with some creative solutions, even in a way that frankly may be more engaging to folks in your community because you're out in, in, in a place like, like the college, uh, for that. That's fantastic. Now you listed four things. I'm not going to let you off the hook. <laughs> what are the, uh, what are the other things that you would say, um, you know, God's been using to see your church grow? Yeah. So the second thing I would point to is definitely our culture. Uh, every organization, whether your church, whether your business, uh, has a culture. Uh, they're not all great cultures, but <laughs> True. Culture nonetheless. And so, yep. uh, our pastors, our leaders, were very intentional with um, with define, you know, identifying what we wanted our culture to be. And our, and just for definition's sake, I would point to culture as a set of attitudes, of behavior, and mindset. Uh, how are you going? How are you going to think? How are you going to act? How are you going to behave? That is your mm-hmm. culture. 
And so mm-hmm. uh, we've understood that, you know, if you don't define it as, as a leader, as a founder, if you don't define it, well, someone else is going to define it for you. And so mm-hmm. we were very intentional that, uh, you know, we, what kind of church we wanted to be, our core values, our mission. Uh, we love God. We love people. We pursue excellence and we choose joy. Uh, what does that mm. mean practically? And so how do we behave? How do we think? What does that sound like? What kind of phrases can we put around that? And, um, and, you know, and then we communicate it to everybody and it's not just once. And I think something that I've mm-hmm. definitely learned in leadership is you can't just assume you, because you said it once or even a couple of times that people got it, you know, you got to repeat it, repeat mm-hmm. it, learn how to say it in multiple creative ways, uh, and then definitely ce- celebrate it as well. And so when like, we're about to have something we call the dreamies. So our volunteers are <laughs> fun. And uh, we have something called the Dreamies where it's more like a formal uh, event banquet where it's almost like the Oscars of the ground where we kind of give awards. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we, we're going to hide the awards all tied to our values. Why? Because what we, re- what we celebrate gets repeated. And so uh, we definitely you know, believe that culture is everything. And so uh, we have leaders who are looking out for culture. Every week we're highlighting people who are embodying our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have meetings with our leaders monthly just to be able to highlight our culture. Um, every, every team that serves on a Sunday before they do, they have a huddle. They're highlighting one of our culture value, one of our values. Why? And, and we, when we're not going to stop that because, hey, you know, life happens. Uh, new people come in and out. Um, people just need to hear it over and over again. And so uh, definitely our culture, I believe, definitely sets us apart. Yeah, that's very cool. You, one of the things that I think you said, one of the kind of pillars of your culture is we choose joy. Yeah. You tell me a little bit about that. How, what are maybe some of those ways that you uh, you reinforce that in the culture? What are some ways that you've kind of leaned in on that one particularly? Yeah, so we believe that um, that joy is not determined by your present circumstance or environment, but we really believe that it can be a predetermined uh, choice or attitude with inside mm-hmm. of you. So we believe that uh, hey, we're going to look for the positive. We're going to be problem solvers. We're going to enjoy what we do. We're going to have fun while we serve. I believe that every leader either makes or breaks a team. And so, uh, hey, as a leader, how can you bring joy to your team while you serve? Uh, we believe church shouldn't be uh, endured, but rather enjoyed. And so uh, we choose joy by smiling, Just even in the practical, mm. you know, like, um, you know, making sure that people are serving in their passion lanes and in, in their giftings, um, but also just choosing to to understand that hey, no matter what we may be going through, um, I'm not pushing any but anybody's feelings aside or not recognizing those. We did go through some difficulties, yeah. but nonetheless, we can choose joy. We can see the positive. We can smile. We can uh, be contagious with our attitudes, and we can just uh, just continue to have hope in, in Jesus Christ. That's fantastic. Now, you had mentioned that there was a couple more. Maybe we'd, we'll, we'll run through those. What would be the third and fourth thing that you really have seen God use at your church? Yeah, so the third thing would be systems. Uh, systems are just the processes of how you run the church. Uh, what do you do when a first-time guest comes to your church? If you do nothing, well, then that is your system. Um, but if you get their information through a connection card, send them a gift in the mail, et cetera, et cetera, that is your system. Uh, what do you do when someone gives for the first time? Uh, what's the order for purchasing things at your church? And so there's so many systems that 
you know, any, any and every church should have. And the more that you can think of ahead of time, the more you can put into place, the more you can automate. I really believe the less that it's on your, your or one person's individual plate and uh, able to help kind of run things smoother. Just imagine a vehicle uh, that's made up of a lot of parts, a lot of systems, um, you know, the, the, everything's you can, you get to your destination because everything is working well. And so I believe systems help us do that as well. And then lastly, mm. uh, I would say the team, definitely something our pastor. Yeah. Just, pastor, just before we jump in on team, yeah. let's, can we just talk about systems for a second? Yeah, yeah. What would you say? So love that. Um, what would you say are maybe one or two systems for folks that are listening in and say, Oh, we need to get better at the system thing. I, you know, I hear that quite a bit. What would you say are one or two kind of systems that are kind of the biggest leverage points for your church? You've seen like, wow, because this is running well, um, you know, things are, are going good at the church and maybe be an encouragement to church leaders that are listening to say, Hey, that's an area to focus in on. Yeah. So I think that definitely when it comes to uh, planning our church events and just calendar in general, I believe that's a really healthy system. I believe just planning in advance is just so beneficial. I believe it allows time for creativity. I believe it removes stress, lowers stress levels and uh, helps you just, you know, get, just pursue excellence in those things. Um, like, you know, Christmas is coming every year, you know, Easter's coming every yes. year, you know, <laughs> true baptism, you know, I mean, there's, there's certain things that we do and, uh, we try to be as simple and as, as we try to keep everything as simple as possible at our church and on rhythm. So like every first Saturday of the month, we have outreach, uh, every first Thursday of the month, we have our midweek monthly service. Uh, we just try to put things on, on repeat and we believe that's a system, a practical, simple system so that people can remember it a little bit better. Um, another system would probably be our first time guest. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have a tent in the courtyard and, and it's, uh, it's a black tent. It says, are you, you know, it says new here, question mark. And we have a VIP packet that is simply uh, a, a packet that says uh, all, you know, different, different things that the church has to offer them, how they can get connected and how we can resource them. We have somebody, a greeter who walks with them, uh, once that they have identified them as a first-time guest, all the way into the auditorium, showing them where's kids, where can they get coffee, and then where's finally the auditorium. And in the auditorium, then they get handed off to a host. Uh, a host helps them guide them to their seat, uh, the preference, of, uh, their choice of preference, where they like to sit, and then you know service begins. And so that's that system helps because if you've ever been the new person into a room or to a church you know, you could feel lost. You, you could feel like, Hey, everybody knows where everything is except me. Everybody knows, mm-hmm. you know, and it feels weird asking where the restrooms are. It feels weird. I don't know what, if there's anything available for my kids. And so yeah. we don't want to put anybody in that, in that predicament or that feeling. And so we've thought of things that we can do, whether it's signage, whether it's people, and it's a system at the end of the day, so that it's not mm-hmm. just dependent on one person, because I will say that if your system depends on just one person, knowing everything, doing everything, it's not a system. And so uh, it's got to be able to be reproduced. And at the end of the day, you know, we believe we're able to, you know, win. Yeah, that's great. And, And, you know, particularly on the new here, just encourage folks that are listening in, you know, I do quite a bit of, uh, you know, out coaching with churches and spending times on the weekend and, and new here, to be honest, 
If I was to come to your church this weekend, this is one of those areas, I would say nine out of 10 churches I walk into, this is an area where we need to improve. We need to step up our game yeah. and and do a better job. Like there, it is one of those ones I don't think, uh, even just um, my wife has in our own home church, she spends a lot of time in this area because uh, she's on staff. And we were literally just talking about this yesterday, that it is one of those areas that we just have to regularly, and this would be a good part of our system, every three months, every six months, look at it again and say, what can we do better in this area? How can we make it more obvious? How do we make it more easy? How do we simplify it? What do we do to help new here people take those first steps? Now, you had mentioned team. Uh, What are you thinking about team? How is that, you know, what's that look like? And then maybe what are some of those things that you've done uniquely that have kind of helped you uh, develop a team that ultimately would kind of make the mission happen at Journey? Definitely. So one of the things our pastor reminds us is that a quote that's said often is, uh, we don't have a task to do, but a team to build. And so um, Mm. the challenge to us as staff leaders to not be in the weeds, to not be uh, at ground zero necessarily just in the small detail of things, but to empower people. We believe that ministry can be used to build people as well and help them step into their calling. And so we do very few things alone, uh, whether it's not only through small groups, but just through from Sunday to Sunday, whether different projects, um, we, we invest into our leaders. We empower them. Uh, we may promote slowly, but we empower quickly. Uh, we train very clearly and practically. Um, we do the whole, uh, hey, you know, I want you to watch how I do it. Uh, then we're going to do it together. Then I'm going to watch how you do it. And then I'm going to give you some feedback. And then I'm going to let you go. Now you're going to do this with someone else. And we go through these steps so that, um, you know, our team continues to to build. And I really believe that uh, our, our leaders and our dream team, our volunteers are such a there's such pillars of our church uh, on staff. We only have six staff members at our church and uh, we have about a th- uh, 100, uh, I'm sorry, 1,100 average attendance uh, on Sunday. And so you would you'd be able to say that's fairly lean, but the way we're able to yeah, that's amazing. so much is because of our leaders, uh, fantastic leaders, creative leaders, leaders who have taken initiative. But um, one of the things that, we've we've understood is that you don't just find leaders you develop them and so Mm. um i believe that there might be some people praying for leaders to show up at your church and i don't doubt that god can do that but i really believe that there's probably already some people in your church and probably even around you who maybe if we just took a little bit more time to invest in them and just kind of train them they would be able to capture it and capture the vision and run even faster with, with, uh, with, you know, after the mission that God's called you to do. And so that's what we've been able to do. So even before we launched, we were already meeting with, we were already building a team on, uh, you know, so that on launch day, September 16th, we, we had, uh, not only 400 people in attendance, but we had volunteers for everything already. And then we were able to just maintain that and keep that going. Um, but it's definitely the team. It's definitely not a one man show or one woman show here. It's definitely everybody helping out in different capacities. Yeah, I love that. And again, to underline for folks that are listening in, we see this time and again in fast-growing churches that are making a difference. They are highly prioritizing building teams. It can seem like a counterproductive or counterintuitive thing, but actually at the end of the day, um, this is how churches reach more people is by you know, having a solid pipeline, moving people from, you know, attendee to 
a participant to a volunteer to, you know, ultimately to a leader and then a leader of leaders and then a leader who leads systems of leaders. And so, um, you know, what you're doing as a church to develop leaders may not pay dividends tomorrow in church growth, but will long-term fuel your growth. And so I want to encourage you if you're listening in today uh, that, you know, this church here journey and Joey specifically would be a great leader for you to follow along with and get a chance to get to know a little bit better because it's an example of one of those kinds of churches. Joey, anything else you'd love to share uh, just as we wrap up uh, today's episode? Yeah, definitely. Once again, thanks so much for having me. I would encourage every church leader listening to to this podcast to uh, continue to stay a, a, stu- a, a student of life, of learning. Just continue reading, mm. continue st- growing yourself, uh, self-development, so, um, you know, your practical, your personal development is so key. And so, and then not only for yourself, but even for your church, um, there's, there's a lot that we can learn from one another when churches reach out to us, when we're, we're gladly to give away what, anything that we've been able to do or accomplish or meet with people because we're in this together. And so when you win, we win. And so, um, hey, continue to uh, stay you know, there where God's planted you and be faithful to the call upon your life. And uh, we believe that God has greater things in store for each and every one of us. Yeah, very cool. I really appreciate, Joey, you being on the show. And I really appreciate your encouragement of saying, hey, let's learn from other churches. That is a best practice for all of us to figure out how, uh, you know, what are the, what's God using in other churches and how can we really see that, apply those lessons to to our church. Joey, if people want to track with you or with the church, what's the best way for them to do it? Yeah, so our website is journeyorl.com, uh, journeyorl.com. And then on Instagram as well, all social media platforms, it's the same journey ORL. Um, YouTube gets updated weekly. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well. Facebook, Joey Salazar is the the link as well. Uh, But anyway, we can serve you. We'd love to. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.